episode of the things i wish i knew about money podcast i'm your host camille smith and i'm your co-host your boy Dre. all right what's going on yo it's episode 17 Jeez. 17 wow that's crazy we're already 17 weeks into the podcast damn oh isn't that crazy that's pretty crazy guys guys this I think it's only fair that we, you know, give a shout out to ourselves for this Black History celebration, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Because, you know, to know, that, you know, to know that we come on like every week and we've been consistent and bringing knowledge and news and fun to the people. Done, no, and from afar. From, from afar, yes. From afar. <laughs> Coast to coast to coast to coast, right. all over the globe, we're thinking international. Andre, did you know we have people from Trinidad, from Jamaica, from the States, Australia, Ukraine? What? what? Wow. <laughs> when I seen that, I was like, wow. So That's we- pretty crazy. Jam dong in the place. The jam dong peeps them. The Trini peeps them. Great. We are internationally known. We are international. Big up, Scotty. We are the voice of the people and the voice of the community. I love it. Right? So it's, I'm ecstatic and stuff. And um, it's crazy that the last month, or last day, sorry, of the month, of Black History Month, mm. whew, we're just trying to, you know, um show black excellence and and supporting each other as much yeah. as yeah well you know black black history continues for the entire year so even though they must say black history month in tomorrow it's the entire year because exactly. we're gonna go full force and recognizing black talent and black excellence right through Absolutely. on this podcast that's what we do right and i'm pretty sure there are many platforms out there that, that are doing the same so Big up your all your thing for we <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk today no sir and remember uh get your flip me cards i want to say it from the beginning yeah say that it from the yep yep the flip me cards beginning. and for those who don't know the flip me cards so it's a, a, a three purpose cards right so it's, you can use it for your regular card games yeah um you can use it uh, to educate about black history and black excellence. So things like black Wall Street and um, black individuals who've done well. Uh, and you can use it for trivia, right? So did you know there's a whole bunch of did you know questions. There's even some fun facts in there about Obama that, um, that is pretty interesting. So check out these flip me cards. It's a great way to have fun uh, with friends and family while learning at the same time. Uh, you can get them by, you know, like 
linking the things I wish I know about money podcast or going to our website, flipandfloss.com. Uh, it's on our store section of our page. All right. So flipandfloss.com. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today because we are always bringing the knowledge to the people. Always. You know? Always. So as we know, we mentioned that um, last week um, that it's tax season. Tax season. And if you know us, we both do taxes. Uh, I'm more personal and the lovely self-employed folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Andre does mostly um, corporate, correct? So, yeah. But he does bo- he actually, I do both. Actually, yeah, I do both of them. He does all three. I just want to stick to the the um, simpler ones as I do. <laughs> Um, however, we realized that individuals aren't aware of all the dates, all important dates, or mm-hmm. all of the things that you should look out for in right. return. Um, especially with CERB, it might be a little different of how you're going to get your returns. I already mm-hmm. have calls coming like, how come I didn't get this much back? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> um, this is the reasons. So we want to yeah. basically give you guys a rundown. I believe we spoke about it in uh, Serve Them Right. Serve and, Them Right, yeah. And uh, Who Boss RSPs versus Tax-Free Savings. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it a little bit. We, you know, but we yeah. want to discuss it a little bit more. Right. And enough for you guys to understand why things happen right okay tell them tell the folks (laughs) yeah no i mean um it's essentially what you say you know um it's important uh that um the community has better understanding of like you know taxes and how things work um so i think maybe we can start with um breaking some of the some of the some date and you know i just remember as i'm talking about date you know Back in Jamaica, you know, when you used to go to them dance, then you said the flyer, make it a date and don't be late. <laughs> CRA, exactly. you better don't be late with your your money if you owe CRA because you're going to get interest and penalty. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some of the dates now um, in terms of taxes. So I think the first one that came up was uh, February 22nd. Yeah. And that's when uh, e-filing um, it opens for CRA. So that just simply means that um, for a certified tax preparer to send your tax online to the CRE, that started February 22nd. So myself and Camille, we are able to do that starting February 22nd, right? Mm-hmm. And to do that as well, we had to get approval from the CRE. So just want to put that out there that CRE had to approve us to become uh, e-filers. Exactly. Um, and then what's the other date? What's tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow the first. What is the significance of tomorrow, Camille? Tell them the significance of tomorrow. March. <laughs> it's the first, right? I'm not, this year, this year I'm a leap year. Hold on, let me check. Right? I'm a leap year. Don't get an extra day. So March 1st is the deadline for RRSP contributions. Yes. So if, if, you, if you owe money, <laughs> you would have figured out that calculation beforehand and see how much you can actually put into your RSPs. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess who owes? <laughs> I did mine and I said, oh, are you serious? 
I'm actually owing for the first time, which is okay. I'm okay with owing. Right, right. Um, I knew it was going to happen, but I also was proactive and and opened up my RSPs <laughs> so I can actually start. Because I didn't have one before. I was like, eh, you know, you don't have to worry about this just yet because I mm-hmm. usually put things in my tax savings. So, guys, if you are owing money, um, tomorrow is the last day that you can put money in. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on which bank you're with, you should have done it from, or sorry, not which bank, which financial institution you're with, you should have done it from Friday, but tomorrow is the last day. So mm-hmm. if you listen to this on Wednesday, you're too late. <laughs> too late. You're too yep. late. And that's also part of the other reason why you have to tune in like each week because um, if you are tuned, sometimes you're tuning into the most recent episode, you would have missed what was said in the previous week um, in, in terms of the tips that we we might give out that week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the, the, the other thing is, um, then the next date after that uh, would be, actually, before I go to the next date, yeah. uh, for those who are listening for the first time, I want to actually break down the RRSP again. So right. the acronym RRSP is um, Registered Retirement Savings Plan, right? So this plan was designed to help people to save for retirement. And so what it does, how it works in terms of giving you taxes back, it is a tax deferred account. So when you put money in, mm-hmm. um, the CRA allows you to deduct a certain percentage uh, from your current tax. So it gives you back something when you file, right? And the intention is for you now to keep this money until retirement. And at that point, when you withdraw in retirement, you will you'd be paying taxes albeit at a lower rate. That's the assumption that the CRA makes, that when people retire, they're going to be in a lower tax bracket, right? Because um, your income should decline. That's the assumption. It's not always true for everybody. Um, so that's what the RRSP is for those who... Uh, so you like, you want to say something there? Yeah, I do, because I'm like, <laughs> I, I just remembered that I had this discussion with my family about the RSP and uh-huh. afterwards what happens. So... Um, but this is a different topic and I'll just talk about it a little bit. So once you turn 71, when you reach the age of 71, sorry, it your RRSP switches to RRIF. So we call yeah. it RIF. RIF. That's, um, oh my God, <laughs> Retirement Income Fund. I didn't yeah. say the whole Registered thing. Retirement yeah, Income Registered. Fund, yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, and that's a different story because that is 4% of whatever you have in your uh, RIF at that time is how much is taken out. But that's a different topic. We're going to talk yeah. about it, um, for the folks that don't understand RSPs and RIFs. Um, but it, it just triggered when you mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You just riff <laughs> right in. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered another important date. Today is actually the last date for um, corporations to file their T4s into CRA. Or you got to pay a fine. Mm-hmm. So this week, I was actually scrambling around trying to finish that uh, for folks. So 
for corporations, be alert of the important dates because it will cost you as well. Mm -hmm. It will cost you a pretty penny. Yeah. And um, so, and I actually want to break that down because um, I'll break that down a little bit. Yes. Uh, if you don't mind, so it the end of February is um, yes. So it's to if you owe taxes for corporation, that's the, the that's the due date. But the actual filing date. Um, for to file your taxes is um, six months after your calendar year end. Correct. Right. So you can file your taxes, but the due date for if you owe tax is the end of February. Mm -hmm. And um, what of, some people do, huh? End of April. This is the T fours. Filing the T fours. Oh, you're talking about T four. Okay, yeah. So for yeah. corporation, it's um, I believe it's the end of February. But for T four, mm -hmm. it's April thirtieth. Mm -hmm. If you owe taxes, Correct. that is their deadline to pay. Um. So what, what some corporations do in terms of um, uh, estimating, they can estimate their taxes without having to file. So uh, you can take um, like the previous three years and um, they have like different methods that you can estimate your taxes. So you can estimate the amount owing yes. and you can remit that to CRE. Um, and that remittance will kind of like, you know, technically you won't probably get any penalty because CRE has seen that, okay, you're already making payments and whatnot. But that's from a corporate standpoint, which is more technical. We are sticking to the personal, which goes to the next important date that Camille just mentioned now, which is April 30th for those filing a T4 or for uh, individuals. Mm -hmm. So that's your deadline if you owe CRA to pay um, your taxes owing. Yes. If you don't pay, it is going to incur uh, interest and penalty. And you don't want and You don't want that. <laughs> CRA penalty them high. Right. And remember, guys. Um, don't be mistaken on what happened last year. Like, oh, I thought it was, what was the date? Like June, June something, or mm -hmm. um, I don't remember. But <laughs> it's normally April 30th. April 30th, yes. Oh. Let's look at, look at April 30th. Is that on a, which day is that this year? That's a Friday. Okay, so yep, it's definitely April 30th, unless CRE changes it. You, you, you're going to say TGIF. <laughs> <laughs> TGIF, yep. <laughs> exactly um so make <laughs> sure you guys um don't wait to the last minute please please i don't want nothing on on april 28th oh come on mm. andre here's my stuff i need it done right now i don't want to pay back i don't want right. to pay my taxes so why did you wait to the last minute mm? Mm -hmm. yep <laughs> yep exactly do not wait. Oh, wait until last minute. You have uh, what, what uh, February, Dutch yeah. March. So you have the whole of March and the whole of April, essentially. Exactly. Uh, so get your taxes filed early. Um, and the other thing I want to highlight is that some people will always ask or say, oh, um, I don't make any money. I have zero income. Should I still file a tax? Mm, um, it is not. You're not required to file a tax if you don't have any type of income. It is mm. not required. However... And the big, however, it is recommended that you do because uh, there are certain things that you can get back, like um, the HST, mm -hmm. and sometimes the government gives out like, like the climate action incentive. Yeah. So there are um, certain money that you can still get back, or if you pay rent, mm -hmm. um, or you can get back the sales tax credit. So you, you're going to be missing out on those um, funds coming in if you don't file. So that's my recommendation. I don't know what's your thought on that? Uh... I, I agree. Like, um, I know uh, there's 
there's certain people that are like, oh, I don't want to file, you know, because I don't, I don't want to hassle and stuff. It's it's more of a hassle when you wait um, mm-hmm. more years combining yeah. things and you miss out on opportunities, especially with like the GST or the HST credit. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Ontario Trillium benefit that that's regarding with the rent or property tax that you mentioned. Right. I f- believe if you make over um, I want to say seventy thousand, mm-hmm. you might you you might not get the Ontario Trillium. <laughs> yeah, but, I believe that amount cap is it? 70? I think it's a lot lower than that actually. Probably like it's somewhere in the fifties. <laughs> yeah. So but, if you make money, I mean, you're, you're not getting it. It's it's okay. You and I want to remind people, just because you don't get a tax refund. It's really okay because at the end of the day, the government, your goal should be that you're able to sustain a lifestyle mm-hmm. enough that the government doesn't need to help you. Right. Right. I, I wanted to address that once, but I don't, and I'm not trying to say it in any rude way or trying to offend anyone. Right. If the government is um, helping you, Ideally, it's not the best thing. It's once mm-hmm. you're able to sustain your income or your wealth and stuff, that's when you know your time. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. That's and true. as we as we both of us talk, we gotta share um like some experiences that we've had with uh, with our clients. Like, you know, it could be good or bad. And you know, I'll start with one that I, I've seen before mm-hmm. on multiple occasions is um a client would come to me and say, hey, Andrea, I'm not, I don't want to file my taxes. I'm still going to pay you to do it. I just want you to crunch the numbers so that I can see if I have a balance owing. And if I have a balance owing, then don't file. Listen, <laughs> not filing does not mean that your balance owing is going to go away with the CRE. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be there. It's still going to be there. And it's going to accrue as in it's going to add interest on top of interest and penalty. Right. So do not believe that because I don't file, it's gonna go away. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna go away, people. No no file, no problem. No, I'm not so you go. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't do that, guys. What if you already you already made Andre do the work? You might as well just let him just press send. Especially and and you just figure out um, a strategy to pay them because you can, yeah. can kind of do a payment plan, right? Right, especially if it's if it's over three thousand dollars, you can actually do installments with mm-hmm. the, with the government or with CRA. I'll say, um, and it's quarterly. So if you have yeah. more than three thousand, you can dice it into or slice it into um smaller amounts that you're able Mm -hmm. to manage and those installments actually offset in the next year right right maybe if you you, you can delay use the delay tactic (laughs) a little bit (laughs) until you get a refund not delay taxes but like lower your um your your tax refund or not right how much you owe next year so we then yeah. we start planning for next year and stuff, and you don't want to you don't want to get charged that interest. I believe it's like one or five, like up to one to five percent. No, sir. 
Yeah, the the interest is pretty high, and um, there they sometimes you get charged interest plus penalty. Exactly. And what I also know is that for repeated offenses, the next year they the the, the, the interest and the penalty doubles. Yes, actually here. Uh, I don't have the specific numbers off my head now, but um, they're just like what Camille said, between one and five percent. So the penalty is five percent of your twenty twenty balance owing plus. 1% of your balance owing for each full month of your return that has filed after. Um, so that's the interest is 1% per month. Yeah. And, I, and those numbers double um, if the offense um, is repeated the next mm -hmm. year. Yes. Yeah. If it's, if it's, if there's late filing for your, <laughs> for 2017, 2018, 2019, it may be 10%. Yeah. Of your 2020 balance owing plus two percent every month yo yeah. guys <laughs> it's it's pretty serious um yeah. you don't want to be giving away money like that you know like yeah. money that you don't have so um if you earn any type of income exactly. uh ladies and gentlemen any type of income what kind of income? uh it is highly it is required that you file your taxes it's yeah. highly recommended um so which income andre uh-huh <laughs> Which, which incomes are those? The types of income? Okay, we can talk about a few. So employment would be one. Okay. Um, Self-employment, another one. So if you have any type of side hustle, if you're a Uber, Uber driver, mm -hmm. um, if you're a Lyft driver, um, so any any type of side hustle on the side that's bringing in income, yeah. um, that would be um, something that you'd have to uh, declare. Uh, if you've um, invested in the stock market and you've made some types of gain outside mm -hmm. of a... Uh, you know, outside of a TFSA, yes. um, then that would be uh, income that would be taxable. Um, you know, you if you pay. were... Huh? Unless they're trying to day trade in their tax-free savings. Don't do it! <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> right. Um, if you've um, sold, like, uh, let's say, a, they call them... I can't remember what they call it, but like, if you have any like expensive collections, like um, you know jewelry or artwork, and you've sold those and you've made a gain, that gain should be reported as well, technically. That capital gain. Mm -hmm. Capital gain, yeah. Um, and then re uh, rental, right? And rent, yeah, exactly. If you have an investment property and you you know you're earning rental income, so that would be income that's uh, reportable as well. Yes. So those would be the types of income. Um, there's a few, but um, those are the main ones. Yeah, geez, that, that seems like a, a lot. But remember, guys, no matter what, you get taxed for everything. <laughs> you get taxed for everything, yep, yep. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of my experience, and then we, we can talk about, um, like, helping people to understand, like, what is a tax credit? Because um, I know a lot of people, they file a tax, and they don't even understand what is a tax credit and stuff like that. So yeah. we can help them to understand that. And I know today is kind of like tax heavy. So, you know, see, when I talk about tax, it's not really hard for you. know, easy to come up with jokes with tax. <laughs> um, because taxing enough itself is a boring topic. Let me tell you this from now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I'm in those tax classes, personal and corporate, I'll tell you, it's not fun. I've never had a joke be um, cracked in one of those classes. Um, but we still have to try make it chill and keep it, you know, make it interesting. Exactly. Anyways, what was I about to say again? Um, uh, yes. Credits. So, yeah. So we're going to get into that. But another experience that I had 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it comes up often. It's a multiple job situation mm. in terms of my client. Like, why am I owing so much in tax? And so when it comes to personal tax, when people tell me that they are owing so much in tax, mm-hmm. one of my first questions usually is, do you have more than one employment? Yes, that's a good question. Right. And so what my recommendation is when it comes to that, because if what happens in that scenario? Mm-hmm. So if you have employer A, and you can you can chime in anytime, Camille, yep. um, and add, if you have employer A that's paying you X amount, yeah. and then employer B that's paying you X amount, uh, employer A is going to tax you on the assumption of what you're making. So if you're only making uh, 30 grand at employer A, exactly. they're going to tax you saying that you're in a certain tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And then if you're at employer B making another let's say 40 grand is going to tax you on the assumption that you're still within the same bracket because that's still within the 15% tax bracket. Yes. Right. So you're going to be taxed at 15. However, and again, the big, however, again, (laughs) from CRA's perspective, when CRA add both income together, you're now making 70 K, which moves you into a higher tax bracket, Mm -hmm. which means that both employer A and employer B combined, we're charging you too little in taxes. So what can be done? Uh, what can they tell their employer or what can they do, um, Camille? And open up with you on the spot. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm prepared. Don't worry. I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with something like that, when you have um when you're working at a company, you're gonna receive a, a TD1 form. Right. And I believe there's two forms, obviously, because there's federal and there's provincial. Yes. So obviously the first one, you're good. You you um, mark off the the credits that you want to, whether it's like dependents, the basic um, tax credit that, that's there. Everything's good and dandy. It's once you get to your second job and they mm. sit, give you that form and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah fill this out. <laughs> and you're like, hold on, this doesn't, it's not the same because this is my second job. I have to check off. There's a there's a part of the form where you have to check off that you have more than one employer. And most likely, it depends. So it's either you're going to put it zero mm-hmm. or you're going to ask for more income to be taken off so you can offset it, right? Right. But it all depends on how much you're making, ideally. The 30-40, ooh, that's a tricky one, especially when the the second is the has more uh, money. Right. That's a tricky one. I I was trying to make it um, for simplicity to (laughs) put in that higher tax bracket so that it's easy to explain. But perhaps I should say A is 40 and B is uh, 30. Well, um, either way, like, you know, yeah. the challenge is good. <laughs> but <laughs> ideally, if the amount, I would say if the amount is more, you want to get more taxes out from that one. Speaking off, yeah. And you can always go to the second, like the first job, whichever one is, is you're going to be your for sure. Your primary. Yeah. For yeah. Sure one, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to keep it like this. I'll keep it. Um how I wrote it out in the right. place. And the second job, if it's not um, going to be there forever, I will fluctuate how I want 
money taken out. Mm-hmm. So you wanna, and I, you know, it's a joke. This happened to me recently that I was asked this question, and I'm, I like I said again, the main thing is you don't want. Ideally, yes, people think, oh, tax return, yes, ton up. I'm gonna go on a trip and. <laughs> No, guys, try to make it in a in a sense that you're you're taking out enough money to to be zero. Right. Zero should be your goal. Yeah. Don't pay, don't owe. Boom. Right. Um and then just remember that if you have dependents or deductibles, use them wisely. And yeah, use whenever you get that TD1 form always read it and just click off check off sorry if you have more than one employee more than one employer yeah um it, yeah and that's that's definitely it um that's a good suggestion there so thanks for for that yeah, definitely um the best way is to declare that you have you know with one of your employer like Hamil said figure out which one is your primary mm-hmm. and then tell the other one you know what look i have a set, i have another job I, and i know that can be a tricky topic for some people so don't just run and do this because I know some people are in precarious employment and by going to your employer and saying, hey, I have a second job, that employer might be like, oh, you're fired. So you want to be mindful of that, people. Uh, So if you can say to your employer that you have a second job safely without being fired, um, then say that. Or what you can do is um, based on your prior experience, okay, I usually owe around 2,000 taxes because of my multiple job situation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to contribute a certain amount into my RRSP uh, to offset that um, tax owing, right? So that's another strategy, uh, especially if you don't want to go and have that conversation with your employer. Because I know for some people that can be a challenging conversation to say to your employer that I have a second job. Some employers are okay with that, but others may not be. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Um, so the other thing is that, I don't know if you want to dive in on this, but nobody dive too deep. And <laughs> <laughs> the tax credits and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The non-refundable versus refundable tax credit. You know, because I know me and you know all the things set. Mm-hmm. But you know, so you when you dive in too deep not the tax thing, you know, some people like them mm-hmm. zone out, them gone. I'm like, awesome. Right. So much. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, it's very um for you guys to be able to plan wisely it's it's good to remember these tax credits and i know people love yo this is the one they love the most maybe mm-hmm. um my opinion is is donations yeah. and medical the yeah. those two those are the two that are like oh i have all my receipts for, for my medical or i have all my receipts for my donations which is right donating however with the medical one there there's a catch there is a catch with that one it has to be if it is up to three percent of what you earned you're not gonna see nothing which sucks but but ideally um if if you have your company reimbursing you that that is a great route as well is right. have a company that reimburses you so you at least y- you feel a little better about yourself you right know? <laughs> yeah 100 
and and, uh, and the good old tuition too, right? Um, everybody loved them tuition. Miss uh, I remember when we used to go to York and I get back them T, what do they call it? Um, T220 something, something, yeah, something with an A at the end. Yeah, the T202A. Yes, and yeah. you get back your good four and five thousand like tax <laughs> refund and blay, blay, blay. Um, but what, what, some of these credits, because even with tuition, like what's up, what, what I find, and again, this is going back to my experience with clients mm -hmm. and also tax tips, um, is that, for example, with a tuition credit, yeah. um, is it like some, I've, I've seen cases where, you know, a client probably has like a part-time job, so they don't have, um, or they probably don't have any income because they're a student, but they have this, all this tuition credit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is recommended, right, that in the year, and this is tax planning and tax tip, yes. in the year that the tuition is expenses incurred, you add it to that um, tax filing, right? And not just go, what some people try to do is like, they're like, okay, I'm not going to file any tuition in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 because I wasn't working, mm. but now I'm working in 2020, so I'm just going to claim all that tuition. I'm just going to put all that tuition information in the 2020 tax. No. What you should do, the correct way to do it is to file the tuition in the year that it's incurred. So if it's incurred in 2017, you file it in 2017 tax, and you, it will be carried forward each year, right? And then that year, whenever you make that money, and you pay taxes, you use it, the carry forward to offset taxes. So that's the correct way. You know what thing... people did? Sorry, sorry. Stories. Don't forget, don't forget what you wanted to say. Yeah. People I used won't. to use their tuition, their tuition credit credits, mm -hmm. and and get like thousands of dollars when they were making low income. And ah. yeah, look funded. <laughs> <laughs> that's another good suggestion. Yeah. New car. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> are you getting all this money back? I use my student um credit. I'm like, oh, why didn't you just wait till like carry it forward when you actually get a you know, get out of school <laughs> and, and I make good money <laughs> and you start making money and then you can actually use those credits to lower your your Yeah, that's a that's a really good tip. Cause I did that. I, I held that ish. <laughs> yeah, me never do that. Me never tell a lie because me never know about me never know about Canada and tax on them sick me. <laughs> Unless the only thing is the parents. Sometimes you can transfer your um uh, your credits to your mm. parents or your grandparents. Okay, that, that you say you can bring it over to them. Yes. So that's yeah, that's the point I was gonna make. So you've made oh, it. So that's good. Awesome. So yes, you can also um you know share your credit with um parents and oh, grandparents okay. and your, your spouse <laughs> maybe you're in a college and university you're not a spouse you're not supposed to have focus on spouse them kind of thing. <laughs> that's a lie right, i'm not joking said, people don't come was... <laughs> on our the other episode that's where you met your wife right i didn't ask him a double standard <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah you can um that's a good one as well is that you know you can share and this is not only limited to um tuition there are other credits um like the medical expense um that you can share um with um another spouse another thing that i want to highlight um and it's i'm not gonna say it's a myth it is correct or used to be correct 
is that one of the questions I always get in terms of spouse, now that we're talking about the whole spouse business. Oof. Um, you know what you're going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, a lot of times I get the question and people ask me, oh, um, I, or mostly guys will say this, um, is the woman to claim the, 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 the child, the dependent? Mm -hmm. All right, so that used to be the case. Yes. Uh, but CRA, and I mean, with changing time, recognize that it's not in all cases um, the man is the head of the household, mm -hmm. right? You can have the woman being the head of the household and the man not working, Correct. right? Or the man is taking care of the child. So what the CRA says is the person who's making the lowest we'll that claims that credit. So <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put that out there because it used to be um, based on the gender, the woman automatically is the one who claims that. Um, but it's based on income now. So hold on, hold on, hold on, time out, because I know this happens, yeah? Women, women, I am talking to you. If you are in, if you are married or you're in common law, you cannot claim that you are single so you can get this tax credit for the child. <laughs> because if you get catch, mm -hmm. listen, <laughs> it's not going to be fun. I know a lot, like, there's sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to claim that I'm married. Or I don't want to claim that I'm I'm common law. Because I don't, I I want that tax credit. Like, right. Just, just, just. See and I, I find that they do it a lot more in the common law situation. Because they're like, okay, married, you're married, you're hard to hide. Mm. But they might say, okay, because of common law, they're not married. So, my name is not the nothing together, blah, blah, blah. Listen. But one thing we know from learn early and we learn from somebody else's mistake when I came to this country is that all if I 10 years later, the CRA come to you. Yes. So you can stay there. So please, I, I always advise, please, if you notify me that you are living with someone for more than a year, please just do common law. If, and if you guys are married, say you're married. It makes life yeah. easier for all of us. Start the things then, yeah. Up front with the things then. Because remember, whose name is on that um on that tax return too? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, I, I want to talk a little bit because it's funny because I remember um before a wrap up because there were a few minutes is that I remember in my class um when my when my professor was talking about tax credit yeah and um I think it was a she at the time and she was like. Oh, a tax credit is not like it doesn't work like a store credit where you can be like, oh, I want to put on my credit. And when I'm coming, when I go back another time to purchase something, I'll just use my credit to buy. Ah. So, no. Uh, so, tax credit doesn't work the same way. Um, you cannot go to CRA and say, hey, I have five years worth of credit. So, give me the equivalent cash for it. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't work like So, the tax credit is meant to reduce your tax liability to zero in that tax year. Right. right. You cannot ask the CRA for it. You can't say, oh, I have a tax credit that equals $2,000, so I want it. No. Mm. Right. So that's um, the case with what they call a non-refundable tax credit. Yeah. Right. So a non-refundable tax credit is intended to reduce your um, liability to zero. And one example of this or two would be the personal, the basic personal amount. So everyone who, earn, who earns employment income or mm -hmm. any type of income gets that basic personal amount. Right. Uh, if you earn employment income, everyone who earns employment income gets an employment amount. 
So those are two of the many uh, examples of what would be a non-refundable credit, right? So it, it's intended to lower your tax balance and it will only bring your balance to zero. It cannot bring your balance in a negative for a refund. The Correct. only thing that can do that is what now we call a refundable tax credit. Where the refund comes in. It's what creates that money we get back in your bank account. The <laughs> refundable credit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was, what's the basic um, amount? I, th- I believe it's $13,000. Yep. And it goes up over here. Basic, basic personal amount um, for 20 uh, yeah, it's 13229. So how this works um, for a lot of the credits uh, that the CRA give, it's 15% of the amount that is applied to the reduction of your taxes. So even though it's showing 50, uh, 13,000 here, mm-hmm. um, the amount that gets inputted into the calculation yes. of um, your balance owing would be 1,984.35, which is 15%. And that's the case with a lot of the, um, the credits. That they are the, the inclusion rate. So what you'll find with taxes is that you have the inclusion and the exclusion rate. So even though that amount there is showing us thirteen two two something, the inclusion amount, which is the amount that is um, subtracted from your taxes, is fifteen percent. Right. Boy, I know this is a lot to handle, guys, but this is how some individuals are able to plan ahead yes. of how they're going to to either get a refund or aim to zero. Exactly. I remember when we started this podcast, we say, yo, we want people to start focusing on tax planning and not mm-hmm. only tax filing. Exactly. Right? So that's why we giving you this knowledge, you know, so that you can think proactively about your tax situation so that you can keep more money uh, in your pocket and in your family, because that's how you're going to build generational wealth. Exactly. And, and a fun fact <laughs> is this, um, for the non-refundable tax credits, the EI and CPP is mm-hmm. part of that. And here's yes. a fun fact. Did you know there is a digital news subscription expense? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably for our businesses, though. Is it? Oh, okay. But I will, we will reconfirm that um next week and stuff yeah we're gonna talk about taxes for a while but we we have so much to talk about like different things yeah. but just want to keep you guys in the loop when it comes to um taxes Oop! and also all them people that have osap i'm so sorry i know how it feels to have osap okay especially those those paying those twenty thousand dollar forty thousand right. ten thousand but that interest yes it's that, one that's often overlooked yes guys <clears throat> please go on the the website i think national student loan center go on that website click on the inbox or wherever it is to find mm-hmm. your student interest loan please yes you can claim it claim exactly it. that's a that's a pretty good one mm-hmm. and the other thing again i want to show there in terms of uh, my experience before we wrap up, and I know mm-hmm. I probably said wrap up a couple of times. <laughs> He's like, we have <laughs> <is> to go. <laughs> bring all your forms when you're filing. Oh. Um, do not, because what will happen is that 
um, and I've seen this again in my experience, is that somebody will present with one T4 mm. or two, but they've had like five T4s. Mm. If you get a refund based on the two that you submit, the thing that you have to understand is that when you give your tax preparer two T4s and it shows a refund in the system, you're going to get that refund. Yeah. But then CRA, on CRA system, at some point, it's going to show that you have five T4s and the CRA is going to reassess you, right? And say, no, you didn't report the correct amount when you got that refund. So now you're in the balance owing. And that balance might come with interest and penalty. So always bring all the T4s, right? <laughs> FYI, because you know, it's like something that I've, I've seen over and over again in, um, in my practice. Listen, guys. I've I so many times and I'm putting my phone down so many times <laughs> I've been given I've had misinformation given and then you get reassessed and you come back to me to blame me no that's not how it works there is even a um a time I had a new client um they, I, I thought they gave me everything, right? Mm -hmm. So they gave me everything. They're telling me about certain things. I always ask a lot of questions, no matter what. Yeah. Ask a lot of questions. I'll ask you a lot of questions because I don't know you. Especially if I don't know you, I have to ask all these questions. I had an amount that they felt like was lower. And I was like, well, you gave me everything, right? And like, yeah, yeah. but... With your aunt, it was this much, re-te-te. And I'm like, I'm sorry, my aunt gave you a different amount. Ah, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, you have a child. Yeah, I have two. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, where is the information for your kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was supposed to give you that? Yeah. Yes, especially if they are <laughs> under the age of, I'll say under the age of, 17 and the only reason why i'm saying under the age of 17 because if they are working they would be able to um file their own taxes right so right. if you give me the proper information then we'll be able to do these stuff and guess what once i was mm. able to put that information and i would they got the amount that they were looking for so right. Guys, it's very important to put the information. Give us the information, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's the that's the key there, the correct information. And any 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 last tips for the listeners this week? Yes. If if you are going to be getting business with myself or Andre, we have a questionnaire. Questionnaire. Sorry that gives you a checklist of everything we need from you mm. so please get um ask for it and then there's yeah. a different one for businesses too like the the expenses but we're only going to talk about uh personal today um and everything so anything else all right that's all no no that's it for me like um i'm here thinking about um whether or not I'm going to break my three-week no-coffee rule. Oh, by the way, people, I've, I haven't got had coffee in three weeks. It is really hard, I'm telling you, but you know, pick up to me. Um, it's kind of tempting to let to go grab a little cup of la, la cafe. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, we don't know yet. All right, we'll see. All right, big up on yourself until um yeah. next time. Yes, sir. Big up you guys selves. And <laughs> no, so, sorry, like, subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with your family. We are yeah. basically trying to give you guys financial literacy for free. Oh, and then we just we just want it to um, spread to the world. We already have right. countries, countries, but we want all the countries. We want to see UK in there too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro, bro. Mm, blessings, blessings, guys. And then our tune, because you guys are. Family, 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 family